Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to, to a court of realms and readers, aka Akorar, aka Roomba readers. I tried to go more for like a wrestling announcer. You're like echoey. Yeah. I, I I got that one. Do yeah. you think that the W is it WWE? Do you think they copyright that? I don't think so. But do you think they'd hire me? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You you you're gonna start your new job, like working yeah. wherever you're working, and you're just gonna <laughs> move up to eventually be doing announcements yeah. to large groups of people. Honestly, that is a thing I could potentially do in my new job that I'm starting soon. Mm-hmm. And I, but I honestly would be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just give me a microphone. Just give me a microphone. I have a radio voice or a radio face. <laughs> I have a radio voice and a radio face. Do you know what that means? <laughs> for those of you who don't, um, I worked at a college okay. radio station for a little while, and a radio face means that like you sound pretty good, but you don't look that. Great. You don't look great. <laughs> uh any any evening time when i'm in my pajamas and ready to record this i basically do just just i'm just cozy i'm just giving cozy vibes that's all i am (laughs) i think i'm snuggled up on my couch right now yeah and i'm in my living room and chilling with a blankie and stuff i feel it makes our it because we exude the cozy vibes it makes our audience feel at ease as well (laughs) (laughs) i would i would agree yeah um well, I'm May. And I'm Macy. And uh, if you're listening, you've probably listened to us before, and you know that we're we're back on that. And uh, <laughs> we are in season two. It's our Heck second yeah. episode of the season. We're reading Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. I'm never going to get tired of saying it like that. Mm, the way it, it just flows nice. It does flow. Maybe she wrote it. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was intentional, but... We'll, I don't know. We'll talk about it some more. In some reading news. I have reading news for sure. I have reading news. Also. As my reading news isn't as good as yours. I'll I'll just get it out the way. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm still reading the same book that I was last episode. It hasn't been that long since mm-hmm. we recorded mm-hmm. uh, for those of you out there. Um, I am now 70% of the way through this book. Um, I'm on page 582 out of 838. You're talking Crescent um, City 3, right? Crescent City 3, okay. yeah, by okay. Sarah J. Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah Janet Mass, I swear <laughs> on everything that's holy, if you destroyed the relationship that I think you're going to destroy, <laughs> I might kill <laughs> we just casually put out death threats on this podcast. No, no. Um, no, I think things are. I think things are turning up. Maybe I can't really say it too yeah. much because of something that you'll find out in just a second. But that's my only reading news. I've just been devouring this book. Really, yeah. What about you? <laughs> I was gonna say 78 percent of the way through based off of what I understand of how books tend to work obviously there's like a bunch of different theories behind behind how you can write a book the most common for like fantasy action type things are to have like introduction like setting the scene right rising mm-hmm. action things might get better or worse than more rising action 
uh-huh then your climax then things kind of settle down whereas i feel like sierra just goes like rising or like you're already in the middle of the action from the previous book there's more mm-hmm. action something disastrous happens then there's more action things are looking good we kind of plateau for a minute then something even worse happens yeah then things are going great spectacular and then that's where she leaves you <laughs> yeah 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 basically garbage fire the last Does, little bit like to keep us on our toes that's why like i always am terrified with her books when things start going well like (laughs) she gives us anxiety too she does she gives us so much anxiety like i am constantly i'm like i'm like there's 10 percent left Mm -hmm. things are going too well what's Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. things can't go this well there's still 10 percent left yeah macy may or may not have been texting me throughout the day making me very concerned (laughs) because i'm only 25 percent away through because i picked up my book a day late uh had promised friends to socialize with them and socialize i did and then i had promised my mom i was going to socialize with her and i did that too i don't regret any of it except for now i'm only 25 percent of the way through and macy is texting me being like and i'm like "Ah." (laughs) for for the uh, for the audience i can read some of these um (laughs) i um Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think it would be fun if you started off like um with the text and you read it in what you're saying and I read in what I'm okay, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Are you starting wait. from just today? Uh, Let's see. Yes. Where does today start? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, uh, just to start, just start. Uh, we, we need to talk about this book. <laughs> oh, shoot, oh no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, I said, no, wait. You, you said- say that? Okay, no, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so just so we don't give spoilers for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, we'll d- said, we won't say names. We, we won't say I names. Said, I said, also, we need to talk about this God's damned book. And she goes, <laughs> Wait, go ahead. I say, uh, I'm only going to have a limited time to read today. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Shit, LOL. They, and then all caps. They need to stop fighting, Sarah. I swear to God. You actually were so frustrated that you said stiff instead of stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I said, who's fighting? No. I said, one of the couples is not having a warm reunion. It's kind of crumbling. And I said, oop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're endgame crying emoji. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'll kill Sarah if not, LOL. <laughs> I really would. And then I said, so jump in time. I said, I really wish that some of these characters weren't so fucking stupid and could see the proverbial neon sign giving the answers they so desperately are looking for right in front of their faces. And I said, fucking idiots. <laughs> um, and then it all caps, what? What? The truth bomb I just found? What the fuck? And <laughs> I said, dude, I'm dying not being able to read right now. <laughs> There is so much information being dumped on me right now. And then finally, a certain two assholes have gotten their just desserts. <laughs> and I skip all the way down. I'm just going to say that I had one in here that said, if we don't start recording soon, I'm going to have a hard time stopping reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's how that's going. We're kind of addicted to Sarah's books. <sighs> like, just the she has twists the plot twist she obviously has had like a lot of these 
thoughts like in her mind or in her back pocket for quite a long She's time. She's been planning this for a hot minute. There's I will no say way. the amount of detail, the amount mm-hmm. of the amount of crossover and detail mm-hmm. and like just it's insane. Yeah. Like the, the amount of it's the detail is mm-hmm. the details. It's the mm-hmm. small things. It's mm-hmm. the small side characters that you don't really think yeah. about that suddenly get tied yeah. in mm-hmm. it's the history that you forgot about that's suddenly being relevant and like like and i'm talking i'm not talking like oh at the beginning of this series this mm-hmm. history was in play no mm-hmm. no no a series before this series mm-hmm. this world building and mm-hmm. history was in play and relevant mm-hmm. it's and she's cir- now circling back and bringing it all together. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it is. And I mean, like like you were even saying when we were doing our last episode where you we were talking about um, Selena and like, you know, things that she was trying to forget from her childhood that you said that you forgot like reading through the first time and I didn't recognize yeah. either. Like even yeah. that. I will say her books have gotten chunky. <laughs> They've gotten a lot chunkier. And she has, like, you can tell over the years even um, that she's, like, matured a bit as a writer. And, like, she allows the plot to thicken, like, a lot oh, yeah. more than it once She once knows how to create tension. She yeah. knows how to create anxiety. Mm-hmm. She knows yep. how to draw out those emotions. And she knows how to make, like, friend groups and banter, too, which I really... I think it's honestly the dialogue is one of the best things. And how well characters mm-hmm. that you wouldn't, like... Yeah consider like how and then it's so good the writing is just yeah because all of us not to give spoilers we're gonna have to talk about crescent city 3 in one of these episodes i swear um we're gonna have an akarar after hours yeah um, episode where we talk about crescent city because there's a lot to unpack here there's so much to unpack i can't wait to see all of the (laughs) like the theories that were right yeah um from like these conspiracy like sarah fans just Mm -hmm. conspiracy theorizing what's gonna Mm -hmm. happen and connecting all these dots i cannot wait for them to do their like their reread of this book and Mm -hmm. go through and make their notes and make the connections to the other books and stuff that we just aren't yeah i'm not i'm not my brain isn't braining enough to connect (laughs) exactly dude and i mean another thing is like like we were talking a little bit before the people that were talking about how they couldn't wait to see certain characters interact with other certain characters. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing characters interact with certain other characters that I hadn't really heard anybody talk about. But like Sarah knew that that I'm was going to really be actually hoping... more interesting than what we were anticipating. Yeah, I'm really hoping she's going to circle back to that. Oh, I'm 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 almost certain she must have to. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. We'll see. Because you know still, more than I do. I, I I'm saying, early. You're still, you're still in the baby stages, so yeah. I can't say a lot. But I'm really hoping that she circles back to it. But I know that um, the next book for Akatar mm-hmm. is going to be a court, of, uh, a court of Thorns and Roses, for those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that series is getting another book, and it's yeah. from Asriel's. It's Asriel's point of view this time. And okay. Asriel's mate, I believe. Oh. Or like it's Asriel's book. So it's the first book was Feyre's book. Mm-hmm. Second book, also Feyre's book. Mm-hmm. 3.5, kind of everybody. It's like Starfall. Yeah, one, one, two, and three um, were all Feyre. 3.5 was kind of 
mm-hmm. kind of it was a, I feel like it was a good bridge to the other yeah. POVs yeah. and then book four was Nesta and Cassian primarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next book is supposed to be Asriel interesting shall we get started let's get started so where right we in. last last time we read was it four five six yep four five six of throne of glass seven eight nine we left off just as they were entering rifthold yes um, um as Lana uh, was making her her triumphant return into the capital city where she was arrested and <laughs> so, turned slave and turned slave so she has some interesting feelings about returning to Rifthold, I'm sure. Um, yeah. When I, <laughs> I don't know why, but it talks about how at the very start of chapter seven, where it says trumpeters signaled their arrival as they passed through the looming alabaster walls of Rifthold. Anytime I picture anybody entering a kingdom, because I watched Shrek 2 a lot as a child, <laughs> I just hear like the bum ba da bum, and then I start hearing Funky Town. <laughs> Take me too. Funky Town. Yes. <laughs> Because yes, I, I love, I, I, I love, love that, that scene. I loved that scene as a kid, and I would just rewatch it and rewatch it because of all the like Easter eggs in it and stuff. Um, I love that. For you. Anyway, that's our first official Shrek reference, I think. <laughs> let's not make it a habit. I don't <laughs> like Shrek. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> as they make their very serious. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> as they make their very serious arrival into Rifthold um we notice some like symbology going on around like the city and stuff they have like these crimson flags that have gold wyverns um that are that are part of like their family seal right for those of you nugget for those of you who don't know wyverns have like their wings attached to their arms or whatever they don't have well they don't have like the arm they it's kind of think of like bats bats have feet and they have little talons on the Mm -hmm. top of their wings yeah that's a wyvern that's a wyvern. Dragons have four legs. Dragons have four legs. There okay. is a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> uh, so they're walking through. Uh, it says that beneath the smell of spices and horses lay a foundation of filth, blood, and spoiled milk. And I said that this was symbolic of Rifthold itself, uh, surface versus deeper level. Because of, like, in Assassin's literary read The Assassin and the Underworld. Mm-hmm. That's where we first got acquainted with Rifthold and yeah. the nasty, disgusting underbelly that runs it. Right, right. Just so symbolic of society itself, but we won't dive too deep into that. Um, Everyone around is like, there's the crown prince, Dorian Havilliard. And they're like following them around and like welcoming them back. And um, Dorian is like winking and grinning at the ladies who are like in his fan club basically <laughs> yeah yeah his uh paparazzi essentially. yeah he's charismatic like we he he puts on a show and then we quickly see that selena who's kind of seeing what he's he's doing and she's used to performing too she starts performing too she's like i will not be out performed here no. uh, so <laughs> selena um smiles at everyone tosses her hair and bats her eyelashes at the prince yep yep and then her arm stung what she hissed at the captain of the guard (laughs) as he pinched her you look ridiculous and then my note says oh stop it kale he's such a (laughs) stick in the mud stop it let her let her be 
um she mirrored his expression they're ridiculous so like if he doesn't be quiet and act normal yeah that's so boring i one another note that i wrote said this is her normal yeah this is her (laughs) normal yeah sassy sassy selena (laughs) oh gosh uh (laughs) she said i could i should uh jump from the horse and run I'd vanish in an instant. Yes, he said. You'd vanish with three arrows buried in your spine. Such pleasant talk, she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so there's like some glass storefronts um, and everything. Um, and she's seeing like the dresses and, and the tunics. Um, I thought it was interesting that it mentions like specifically like a lot of glass throughout the city itself. Not nearly mm-hmm. as much as like the glass castle that we like talked about. Um but it's just sort of like symbolic of Rifthold again, because there is like this translucence to it. Something like fancy yet breakable. Yeah. You fragility. Know what I mean? Like yeah. a fragility. Yeah. The, the fragile society is very fragile mm-hmm. is what it's conveying. But they would not like you to know that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. She, so she, it's, Sorry, I was going to... No, you could go, the, go right ahead. <laughs> um, so they're going down. She's taking in the city, looking at these storefronts. And um, uh, all of a sudden, she hears a whip and her head snaps mm. towards the sound. Yeah. She's very much yeah. acquainted with the sound of a whip. I, um, I, I run to line that as well because um, during my reread of A Court of Silver Flames, there's another person who acquaints sound with with something that had happened in their past. Like a sharp, a sharp sound. We, we can talk more about it later, but it was basically, okay, I'll, I'll just tell, I won't tell you the character's name, so I won't spoil it, but it was the sound of fire because they had heard the sound of somebody's neck cracking and they thought it sounded similar and it would trigger them so they couldn't sit around fire. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yep. Yeah. So I think that I think it's just good. Like, I mean, it's it's good a good representation of how like PTSD can kind PTSD, of yeah work in Absolutely. a psyche trauma you know, sights mm-hmm. sounds smells you know it's uh mm-hmm. yep it's just another representation of how that's not going to leave her even though she left yeah it's yeah um so what the sound was. She looks over, and slaves are walking down the gangplank of a merchant ship. Um, a bunch, and it says it's a mix of conquered nations bound together. That uh, bound together. Each of them had hollow, raging face. Uh, had the hollow, raging face she had seen so many times before. Most of the slaves were prisoners of war, rebels who survived the butchering blocks and endless lines of Adarlan's armies. Some were probably people who had been caught or accused of trying to practice magic, but others were just ordinary folk in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, And as she looks closer at this area, she finds that she's noticing more and more slaves, countless slaves chained to the docks, working the ships in the docks. Um, and uh, she's just she's up visibly upset, which is you know rightfully yeah. so. She herself is a slave, and she stood 
it goes against everything she has stood for mm-hmm. um and, and everything that we've seen her stand for yeah like an assassin's blade and stuff um and she went from you know fighting for slaves to becoming a slave herself she's uh she's not happy about this and as mm-hmm. it should be i think it kind of like triggers a little bit of like an identity crisis for her too Absolutely. because now she's she's taking up this offer right um, and we see her we also see her trying like somewhat playing off where she's been yes you know exactly coming back into herself as they go into the city in this parade mm-hmm. you know she's she's working the crowd she's coming mm-hmm. back into herself mm-hmm. and she's had two weeks to kind of recoup yeah but at this one sound the snap of a whip she's mm-hmm. now you know snapped back to the reality of i i am slave this isn't you know yeah. i'm not just coming back to the city it is right. a hard a hard thing for her to experience not to mention the fact that she's like being because of her being in proximity to like the prince and stuff and in his caravan she's being acquainted with wealth and status yeah. and yeah. everything that she does not have right um but she and she like she was not like these monsters that destroyed everything i think that's like one thing it says um Mm. she wants to like remember that she did do something um but that even that wasn't enough like even that huge that huge thing that she did like two years before then where she had freed like 200 slaves from the pirate lord that the what forced ervin essentially what had led her to Mm -hmm. being a slave herself like Mm -hmm. her fighting back against Arabin and releasing all the slaves it was yeah. not, it was a drop in the ocean essentially yeah. of this yep. issue yeah for sure and i mean like i think what's kind of bothering her or like irking her at this point is the fact that anybody who's looking at her coming in right now they don't see that they don't see any of the urn turmoil they don't know who she is Right. They just like what we're gonna find out in like a page or two is people are going to assume that she's like a new conquest of Dorian's, like romantically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this is kind of a, a something that we see with her a lot is she doesn't do well with the outside not matching the inside. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is she let the cut that Ansel gave her scar. Yeah. So that her wounded feelings and her wounded heart from Ansel's betrayal was also worn on her skin. Yeah. And she she does not, you know, she has been a slave. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like the fact that she does not look how she feels inside right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. it's really it's she's having a hard time with that. Yeah. Keeping up appearances is not her thing, except for it kind of is, but it, it wears on she, you after time. It wears on it you. Does. You're putting on a mask every day. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And she's done it her whole life. Mm-hmm. That's rough. So, as they come in and around and through the glass castle, um, again, she's not she's not fond of the glass. She's going to mention that several times moving, like, more, more than a few times moving forward. Um... You know, they're they're getting ready to be shown around. Um, Dorian's looking at his house and he's like, who could ever need so much space? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, and he's like kind of charming her a little bit. Um, as we read before, you know, he's weirdly fond of her. Um, and 
she says you know like i don't i don't she tells him straight up she's like i don't care for glass um she, she couldn't imagine like thinking of of how you know only a bit of glass would keep you from falling to death of course obviously this is like all when we think of it when she's thinking of it it's very brittle when it, in actuality it's like very strong like tempered glass like i don't i think it honestly wouldn't be that much different than like the glass like skyscrapers that we right see yeah. everywhere you know what i mean it wouldn't look like that but it would be like the same type of like industrial grade glass she just doesn't like it like i wouldn't like walking on a well, tempered glass like I, skywalk I, or whatever and again i feel like for her this is like i don't know i think it's kind of symbolic of like always being seen mm-hmm. and yeah you know not having any you know she's used to being in the shadows and now yeah. she's exposed yeah you know being in that glass mm-hmm glass house yeah you know she has nowhere to hide she's always exposed you mm-hmm. know it goes against everything she's trained for like yeah. um she has no way to secure herself yeah. um it's just it doesn't seem fathomable like going from and it's very symbolic going from being in the underbelly of Rifthold mm-hmm. to now being on display essentially in this glass castle mm-hmm. with nowhere to hide yeah um, and she says to Dorian, I don't know how you can sleep at night with only a wall of glass keeping you from death. And he says, then you're like me. Thank gods I have rooms in the stone castle. I'd hate for you to be uncomfortable. So she's not going to be staying in the glass wing. Thank goodness. She's staying in the, and I think that's kind of symbolic too. I didn't even put like this together, but like, as you were talking, um, the glass is the new part the stone is the old and there's something about this contrast of new versus old that i think we'll get into later like the stone is is it's antiquated it's 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 we're dealing with ancient you know like energy whereas like the glass is all like new quote-unquote fragile you know what i mean right it's 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 very interesting so yeah she's definitely more drawn to things that would be like in the stone quarters as opposed to like the glass i know we're going on and on about this and i know it sounds like we're just tampering on the same thing but like i feel like as we read on it'll get it become yeah, more clear yeah, yeah like, yeah, a, like a glass castle <laughs> god yeah. i'm dumb <laughs> all right <laughs> so she's she basically tells dorian she's like oh i'm fattened up um i've got some color i'm, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna get ready to go. Actually, Dorian says that he's like, <laughs> he says you fattened up a bit and your skin has some color now. Welcome to my home. <laughs> <laughs> so Kale is gonna take her back to uh, show her her quarters. Um, and he the says competition that begins tomorrow. Competition begins tomorrow. Um, so she has pretty interesting chambers. Um, they're like big. Um. That being said, um, she she also she she has like big rooms, but she's obviously gonna be closely guarded. Um, however, within two paragraphs of her being introduced to her new quarters, she's back on her spy kid stuff. <laughs> she is, <laughs> she is, and I love it. She is. She's like, um, what does it say? She didn't wait to hear the door shut before closing herself in in her bedroom. She uh was counting windows and the exits and the guards posted outside her door the windows the balcony there's nine of them (laughs) they were armed with sword knife and crossbow 
Uh, she crept to her bedroom window, pressing herself against the marble wall and glanced down. Sure enough, the guards had already strapped the crossbows across their backs. So she's kind of getting a lay of the land as we're, as we're used to her seeing. Um, she's thinking about, she's picturing how in like seconds she could like take their swords, cut their throats, vanish into the gardens if she needed to. Um, she's yeah. making an exit plan. An exit Just in strategy, case. An emergency. Yeah. Emergency escape plan. Heaven forbid she be caught blindsided again yeah 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 yeah. um and then she makes like a major so she is not gonna be caught off guard again no Uh, no way at least not if she can help it if not yeah she's gonna do her very best she makes a makeshift weapon out of like bone needle type things and Mm -hmm. sort of like basically like hairpins which is like uh, i don't even know how to describe it like a really gross knife Yeah. she like just like puts it all together into like a little shank she has like a prison shank she has a prison shank let's be honest that's what she's made here (laughs) yes it would certainly hurt if she jammed it into a guard's neck (laughs) and then um she's like looking around and there's like a game room also that she has access to there's like nobody in the room with her right now they're just like guarding her outside right yeah or or like uh yeah okay and kale was kind of like showing her around a little bit right before then um she has a game room that has billiards (laughs) and i was like oh the things that she could do with a billiards ball or a pool stick yeah she thinks that too dude she's like kale she literally (laughs) says kale wasn't nearly as smart as he thought he was (laughs) uh and then she takes a nap um (laughs) which she deserves um and then she when she wakes up she's being presented with she's like being measured and pinned for different kinds of like dresses and stuff she doesn't really care for them um but it's not like she's gonna she's not gonna get much of a choice of that she does consider jabbing one of the tailor's pearl-headed pins through his eye <laughs> yeah she does um she bathed. ever the violent girl ever that she's our violent little lady <laughs> she's our violent lady she took a bath because <laughs> she loves a good bath she does who ha- why hasn't anybody made a selena sardothian um branded bath bomb Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm on that. Yeah. I don't want a bath bomb. Somebody else can take it and give me some credit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take commissions. We'll take commissions. Thank you. You're welcome for that idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, So she <laughs> she gets completely pampered. Um, I think last time we talked about her having some, like, Princess Diaries um, type stuff going on. That's going on again. Mm-hmm. Side, side, side thought? Yeah. Commercial break? Yeah. Um, you could do like a whole bathroom line for her because you no, know, you got the the body oil for the dry skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could do like oh, you could do like blonde uh hair dye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Selena Sardothian style blonde hair dye. No, no, you no. Could I'm do... talking the like the 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 massage oil. The skin oh, oil. Oh, yeah, 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 Oh, uh, and it, sent, it scented a very specific uh-huh. way. And uh, I, her, yeah. her, la- what is, what was her soap that she never let Sam lavender. touch? The lavender soaps. Mm-hmm. You could do bath bombs. You could hold yeah. a whole line there. You could do a whole line. Yeah. Ooh, you could yeah. do like a nail polish that's like red, like blood. Gold nightgowns, like Ooh. gold pajama sets mm-hmm. to, to go like that one. with mm-hmm. the that can go with the they, yeah. like, like making a whole cute like do a gold bathrobe mm-hmm. and then like a candle and mm-hmm. um like a bath bomb oil mm-hmm. you can have like a whole little set it'd be yeah. cute 
Okay. Anybody who's hearing this and you're actually going to do this because you have a business plan and not ADHD probably. <laughs> Please remember. Just your, give Acarar yeah. credit. You just give Acarar credit. Credit where credit's due. You know, Rem- <laughs> remember the small people, the people who helped build you up. <laughs> <laughs> all right commercial break over <laughs> back to your regularly scheduled program so she's dressed really nicely the king's champion indeed she looks more like the king's little lap dog <laughs> um and here right after this we're introduced to a new character her name is philippa spindlehead that's how i say it anyway her yeah, personal servant and we're gonna come to find her to be like a pretty sharp-witted person she's pretty well matched to be the you know to, I guess you would, you would call her like a servant, but she's really just going to help her like get dressed. She's kind of like a lady's but- maid. Lady's maid is it like a but? It's like a butler, but different. Okay, so I I once upon a time I watched um. Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it! Oh crap! Maybe I do have brain damage. I know I said I had brain damage last episode. Sometimes I just sort of wonder. I don't know. Dude, the 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 show that everybody loves, include oh, Downton Abbey. There we go. <laughs> oh, I love Downton Abbey. Yeah, I was picturing. So I'm the way that I picture things or like remember things. I remember pictures and everything first, and then names come to me after. Like the visual mm-hmm. side of things, I can picture like the font that it was in, and then the words came to me. Mm. Downton Abbey. Anyway, in Downton Abbey. <laughs> they have like you know how they have like the higher family and then they have like the the servants and stuff and they like the guy would get like a head butler kind of person and then the lady would get like anyway that's ladies maid yeah i'm I'm so sorry um that's our first downton abbey reference as well (laughs) a shrek 2 and a downton abbey reference in one episode what an episode what an episode one for the books um and philippa is in on the secret that of who selena sardothian is like she knows that and um she's telling she's the only one that knows she's the only one besides like dorian and kale and the king i'm guessing yeah Mm -hmm. um and yeah philippa's like you got to keep your identity to yourself um and she says that she only wants and she says like the guards would probably know that's why there's guards (laughs) um and philippa had mentioned too that um what people were going to kind of presume about who selena was because she says that (laughs) <laughs> she says that Dorian has a big heart. Sorry, I would. I'm still looking. I'm. I'm uh, reading. I was still reading like the banter between yeah Philippa no. and Selena. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, so she, she, she she says that the champions have guards outside their rooms too, or people um just think you're another lady friend of the prince. And then Selena's like another, and then she says <laughs> he has a big heart, His Highness. Yes. Yes. There yes, we go. Yes. I'm following now. Um, my, my one brain cell is a little sluggish tonight. You're fine. You're fine. Um, so basically, Philippa is like, um, she says you should mind your her tongue or tells tell Selena to mind her tongue. And Selena says, I'll do as I please. <laughs> and I said, it's not the first nor the last time that we hear her say that. Yes, and then to which Philippa replies, then you'll find yourself back in those mines, pop it. Pop it. Oh, don't <laughs> scowl. Definitely. You ruin your face when you look like that. She pinches her cheek. Oh. <laughs> Elena Sardothian with her and cheek she's pinched. she's so offended that she had her cheek pinched. She's, Are you mad? I'm an assassin, not some court idiot. <laughs> oh. You know what I'm kind of thinking as I'm reading this? And I'm thinking... 
this elena obviously hasn't had much time with like any kind of motherly or grandmotherly or auntly type figures she's had no physical affection or mm-hmm. like like pet 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 what is the word patronal 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 type patronal affection yeah paternal paternal that's is it paternal because paternal would be like whatever she (laughs) she's she's not used to affection she's an she's an orphan (laughs) um and, and i think the yeah because she's never had somebody to just kind of remind her like you're still a woman and so long as you're under my charge you'll act like one or worse would help me <laughs> you know what or i mean Word help me yeah that's that's just yeah and I, I like that for her to which she says um uh, uh you're awfully bold i hope you don't act like this uh to which she says nothing and then she, uh philippa continues you're awfully bold. I hope you don't act like that. This around court ladies. Uh, there was surely a reason why I was assigned to tend you. You understand what my occupation entails, don't you? No disrespect, but this sort of finery is worth far more than seeing my head roll on the ground. Slander's upper lip peeled back from her teeth as the servant turned from the room. Don't make such a face, Philippa called over her shoulder. It squishes that little nose of yours. <laughs> Selena could only gape as the servant woman shuffled away. Oh, goodness. Uh, in which we go directly into um, another scene that's from Dorian's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're introduced to the King of Otterland for the first time in this book. Um and we also get a mention of Dorian's little brother, Holland, who we quickly find out is supposedly like a very nasty little brat. Um, I don't actually think he's that small, but <laughs> he's just a brat. He's just um, a brat. We find out that we hear a little bit more about Dorian's like physical description. He's like tall and toned, toned and elegant. elegant. This is Dorian describing himself. <laughs> it's really <funny. laughs> And he has sapphire eyes. Um, which nobody seems to know where that came from. He just has beautiful sapphire eyes. Um, <laughs> um, so his father says, she has arrived. His voice was hard, edged with the clash of shields and the scream of arrows. As far as greetings went, that was probably the kindest one he'd get. She shouldn't pose any threat or problem while she's here, Dorian said as calmly as he could. Picking Sardothian had been a gamble, a bet against his father's tolerance. He was about to see if it was worth it. You think, like every fool, she's murdered. Dorian straightened as the king continued. She owes allegiance to none but herself and won't balk at putting a knife through your heart, which is why she'll be fully capable of winning this competition of yours. His father said nothing and Dorian went on, his heart racing. Come to think of it, the whole competition might be unnecessary. Uh, And his father's basically like, you're just afraid that you're going to lose some good coin mm-hmm. off of this. Um, Or no, he, he, he said that to his father. Um, If only his father knew um that he hadn't just ventured to find a champion to win gold but also to get out to get away from him for as long as he could manage dorian wants out of his dad's basement (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't want any of that he doesn't want to live with mommy and daddy no um basically as we kind of go on we hear a little bit more about duke parrington being and and sort of what his ideas are moving forward duke parrington is sponsoring a different champion whose name is kane and that doesn't sound daunting at all not at all 
Um, we do know that Kane is pres- presumably a true champion um, because he has basically done like war crimes, <laughs> which of course yes. that sounds very championly. Um, and his father talks a little bit more about how he hopes to have like conquest all of Aurelia um, and also kind of gives um, Dorian like a slap across the cheek with his words more than his you know but we, we're sure he's done both because yep. he's not a nice man um we're at war with Wendelin. his father went on i have enemies all around who better to do my work than someone utterly grateful for being granted not only a second chance but also wealth and the power of my name the king smiled when dorian didn't reply dorian tried not to flinch as his father studied him parrington tells me that you behaved yourself well on this trip with parrington as a watchdog <laughs> i couldn't do otherwise uh, I will not have some peasant woman banging on the gate, wailing that you've broken her heart. Dorian's face colored, but he did not drop his father's stare. I, mm-hmm. I've toiled too hard and long to establish my empire. You will not complicate it with illegitimate heirs. I hate when father nasty. Essentially, his dad's calling him out for being a whore right now. Yeah. and I, But I hate when, like, I don't want to say crunchy. What am I thinking? Crusty. I hate when crusty old, like, bureaucratic rulers are like you can you can you have to marry legit have legitimate children and then you can mess around as much as you want like ugh, it's yeah. just so nasty um girl oh. you're only 20 percent into crescent city mm-hmm. don't look at me like that <laughs> anyway. Dor- dorian is he's straight up he's like when i'm king i won't declare control over terrace and through defending claims of inheritance <laughs> Yep. And we know that Terrison is where Selena is supposedly from. Um, so that's interesting. Um, yeah. So he gets tall, he gets called by his father, not lovingly, my silver-tongued son. Um, yeah. So they talk a little bit more like your like um like war games here a little bit. Dorian obviously doesn't agree with his father's call to conquest here. Um mm-hmm. It, yeah it's just it's it's interesting i could compare this to so many real world world things but if we go down that rabbit hole we're just gonna keep diving and i don't think any of us want to do that because that's too real yeah. <laughs> um so yeah we end that chapter with um with his father saying son or no son the king snarled i am still your king you will obey me dorian Havilliard, full name or you will pay i will have no more of your questioning Knowing he'd only cause more trouble for himself if he stayed, the crown prince of Adderland bowed silently and left his father, eyes gleaming with barely controlled anger. He's angry. He's angry. Uh, He's got daddy issues. He has daddy issues. I think it's so interesting that a lot of, like, this book and, like, a lot of other books that Sarah has, I'm just realizing this, are in third person. And then some of them are in first and I don't know why. What ones are in first? Anyone with Feyre. Anyone with Feyre as a main character. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, all I think that's the only ones that are first point mm-hmm. of person point of view is just Feyre. I wonder why. Hmm. Honestly, it could be a mistake. I don't know though. Maybe it's more of a self insert character. Just, I was gonna say maybe she just wanted to like do something different. Try something different. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anywho, um, we start off to chapter eight with Selena plotting, 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 as per usual. Um, as Kale's like giving her like a tour of the more of like the rooms and everything, um, she's like, "What's down that hall? What's down here? What's over there?" Um, and so they finally reach like the end of a tour, and she's like, "What else? What else is there? Uh, or anything interesting down this hall?" And he said, "If you refuse to go into the glass has- castle, there's nothing else to see." And she's a little bit pouty about it. Um, and she'd used every moment to plot a dozen escape routes from her room. I was gonna say she's using this all, oh, yeah. all this time, all day. She's using it. She's mapping. Yeah, and Kale's like, which I don't understand why Kale is asking this, but he he is. I don't understand why you refuse to enter the glass edition. There's no difference between the interiors. You wouldn't even know that you were inside it unless someone told you or you looked out the window. So I guess like it's weird. Like it must be like glass on the outside, but more like regular on the inside, kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird, dude. It's hard to picture. It's pretty to picture, but it's also I'm, hard to picture. I'm picturing it kind of like, you know how like sky glass skyscrapers, they have glass like, yeah, yeah, on yeah. like glass wall. Right. But the interior and everything's all like normal office. More yeah. yeah. That's that's, that's kind how, of what I'm picturing. That's how I too. picture the castle. Yeah. Um, and she says, only an idiot would walk in a house made of glass. It's as sturdy as steel and stone, Kale says. Yes, until someone just a bit too heavy enters and it becomes and it comes crashing down. And he says, that's impossible. And I say too heavy as like a literal versus like a metaphorical type thing, because I think she's talking in both senses. I think I was going to say, I think she means and she could mean in both senses here. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes when I'm trying to analyze anything, if I feel like, is it this or this? The answer is often both. The both. answer is yes. Both is an option. Both and yes is an option. Yes and both. It's always C. <laughs> um, and then we get a little bit of a mention here because she she asks, like, what's down another hallway? And he says it's the Queen's Court, and that is Queen Georgina, which is the mother of Dorian and little brat Holland. Um, Holland? And uh, Holland's supposedly away at school because um, he's 10 years. Okay, so he's 10 years old. And mm-hmm. it says that he's presumably rotten and spoiled inside and out. She remembered the scandal that had erupted a few months before her capture. Uh, Holland, upon finding his porridge burnt, had beaten one of his servants so badly that there was no possible way of it being concealed. Um, therefore, he was sent away to private school, basically like military school, um, which is nasty. Uh, Kale says Holland will grow into his lineage and I say, is that supposed to be a good thing? Yeah, he's a snot-nosed brat right now. He's basically like if the you devil. Were, if you were watching like Gossip Girl and Chuck Chuck Bass was being bad, which he often is, and then was sent away for a while. Not that Chuck Bass necessarily did do that. Should he have done that? Probably. And now we have a Gossip Girl reference as well as a Chuck Two reference as well as a Downton Abbey reference. Wow, we're just on top of it tonight. I'm sorry. I do this to us sometimes. It's my bad. <laughs> um, I think the most interesting thing in this chapter is when they walk outside or no, they they hear like this horrible, horrible noise, which apparently is like bells peeling. And she's like, what the heck is that? She hates it. Um, and Kale's like, oh, that's the clock tower. <laughs> that sounds horrible. 
she says she's never heard bells like it. it's like a war cry um it's sus it's sus it says uh from the garden sprouted a tower made of inky black stone two gargoyles wings spread for flight perched on each of the four clock faces soundlessly roaring at those beneath what a horrible thing she whispered the numbers were like war paint on the white face of the clock the hands like swords as they slashed across the pearly surface and then she says you'd see things like this before the gates of word or weird however you want to say it not in a garden how old is it the king built it around dorian's birth nugget nugget this king kale nodded why would he build such a wretched thing that's a great question (laughs) why 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 would he build that why would he build it why would he build it why would you build such a nasty looking thing she it's not a piece of architecture that she enjoys um and then as she's sort of like like um perusing the area a little bit she's like what's that and kale's like what's what and she's pointing to like a mark that's engraved on the slate like in that area it was a circle with a vertical line through the middle that extended beyond the circumference both ends of the line were hooked one directing downward the other up what is the mark on the path here kale's like i have no idea and i was like kale has zero thoughts head empty (laughs) kale just has a stick up his ass and nothing else that's the only thing he has. No brain cells, no nothing. He rolled in that one. He did. Uh, Selena has um, all the thoughts. He rolled for perception and got a nat one, and Selena's <laughs> got like a and a nat nineteen. <laughs> yeah, for real though, she's like she just she just has all the thoughts. She examines the gargoyle again. He's like, can we please move on so I can go like on lunch or something like that? And she's like, no, like I'm gonna be looking at this. Uh, Selena examined the gargoyle again. He's pointing at it. What does the symbol mean? Apparently, the gargoyle is like pointing towards the nasty looking tower. Um, or no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pointing towards the yeah. symbol. He's pointing. So- yeah, sorry. He's pointing towards the symbol. It's all connected. <laughs> he says it means you're wasting my time. It's probably some sort of decorative sundial. And she's like, are there any other marks? And he's like, if you look around, I'm sure you'd find some. Um. So anyway she she that that's she's putting that's her own little noggin nugget that she's saving for later as they continue past like the kitchen quarters and through some other areas um until she finds this really cool looking room that has oak doors and four-legged dragons um that are like on the front of it and stuff and she's like what's that and he's like the library and she goes like total bell girl yeah she goes like Full fangirl. She's like, oh. <laughs> let me go to the library. I need to see the books. All the books now. Yes. I love that she says um, that she'd entered a city made entirely of leather and paper. And there's I just like books on books. That. Yeah. I would love it. There's a certain one I'm picturing this as. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's like in Scotland or something. I'll have to look it up later. But there's like a really beautiful, huge, like marble floored. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot like that. Like, this is obviously drawing off of inspiration from, like, a lot of, like, medieval-type um, libraries. But I would love to go to one like that someday. Yeah. Um. And she's kind of... She's kind of lamenting the fact that so many books have been lost over the years. 
Yeah. Um, and she asks how many books are here. And Dorian are like, Dorian's like, I don't know, like over a million. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, I die before I got half of that. And he's like, you like to read? And she's like, don't you? And she doesn't like wait for his answer. Um, grinning, she whirled and moved to the main floor, running a hand across the dusty books. I didn't know assassins like to read, Kale called. Rude. That's rude of him to say. <laughs> Again, that stick is doing things to him. <laughs> And then, but then he does say, uh, you said you were from Terrison. Didn't you ever visit the great library of Orinth? And Orinth is, is like the capital. Um, mm-hmm. They say it's twice the size of this uh, and that it used to hold all the knowledge in the world. She turned from the stack she was currently studying. Yes, she admitted. When I was very young, though they wouldn't let me explore, the master scholars were too afraid I'd ruin some valuable manuscript. She hadn't returned to the great library since and wondered how many of those invaluable works had been ordered destroyed by the king of Otterlin when he outlawed magic. From the way Kale said used to with a tinge of sadness, she assumed much had been lost. That's so sad. That is so sad. It's so sad to like think about. I, I hate to think about like books being destroyed or anything or like the live anything that's like Library of Alexandria esque, you know? Yeah. Um, kills me yeah um so oh he says like reading is out of fashion and she's like well there's more for me to read and he's like oh you can't read these these are like the private property of the king and she's like but it's a library and he's like yeah but you're not like of noble blood so that basically means she doesn't have a library card <laughs> can't get in you don't have to try very hard when you have a library card how you gotta hate from outside the club you can't even get in (laughs) (laughs) having fun isn't hard when you have a library card (laughs) Uh, (laughs) anyway we try to move on from that a little bit and uh we pass a pianoforte and she is like maybe I could play it, but then she's like lamenting because rest in peace, Sam Cortland. <laughs> she's like, I can never play again. Because she hadn't played in a long time, and then she did, and then she loved that music. And Sam worked so hard to get her that sheet music that so she music, could play that song yeah. that she loved. Oh, um <laughs> R.I.P. Sam Cortland. R.I.P. I will remember you. <laughs> in the <laughs> For just one penny a day, you two could own shit. <laughs> I love that we're making that a bit now. I know. <laughs> we think we're so funny, and I bet we really some do. Of people, the- people are probably like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. That's <laughs> like I can't take skip, 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 skip. too cringe and uh, to which i say cringe is fine don't worry about uh, it i hope our target audience is laughing just as hard as we are and if you're not then i'm sorry but you need but to, if you're not but you're, you're in the wrong place you're in the wrong place and or you have the kale condition which is stick up buttedness <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> selena goes back to her room and she's like <laughs> she's like i'm gonna write a letter to dory <laughs> asking to Sorry, she's like, I need the books. She's like, I need the books. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. Can you read what she writes to him? Yes, give me just a second. 
Um, <laughs> it should be like in different font. She says, Your Highness, it has come to my attention that your library isn't a library, but rather a personal collection for only you and your esteemed father to enjoy. As many of your million books seem to be present and underused, I must beg you to grant me permission to borrow a few so that they might re- receive the attention they deserve. Since I am <laughs> deprived from company and entertainment, this act of kindness is the least someone of your importance could deign to bestow upon a lowly, miserable wretch such as I. <laughs> Yours truly, Selena Sardothian. <laughs> To which Dorian <laughs> replies. Like literally half an hour later. Like literally half an hour later. My most true assassin enclosed are seven books from my personal library that I have recently read and enjoyed immensely. You are, of course, free to read as many of the books in the castle library as you wish, but I command you to read these first so that we might discuss them. I promise they are not dull, for I am not one inclined to sit through pages of nonsense and bloated speech, though perhaps you enjoy works and authors who think very highly of themselves. Most affectionately, Dorian Havilliard. I love him. (laughs) I love it. I love that he goes with the bit. He, he does. Commits to the bit. He does. And it will probably honestly serve him well in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now so we she... know why he's so smooth with the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. So she he, she laughs at that. And I think that's one of the first things we've really seen her laugh at for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's that's nice. Um, she stays up. She, she, she begins to read. And she apparently stays up so late reading that she... Um, sleeps through her she snoozes her alarm and wakes up too late or wakes up later than she anticipated anyway and she's like what mm-hmm. what, what what it's like noon when she wakes up um, the first day of the competition too yeah and she leaps from the bed and she's going through she pops her head out the hallway um the four guards only reach for their weapons she goes out to the balcony the crossbows of five guards beneath clicking into position she's like ah whatever you know she doesn't <laughs> does not shows the power to not intimidate this lady she's she's so chill right now she's so fine she 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 wakes up she's like what about the what about the thing and then she's like looking around dashing around trying to figure out what time it is and why nobody's woken her up yet um so (laughs) she she looks uh back down um at the five guards beneath the balcony they stared right back at her and when they slowly lowered their crossbows she grinned she could knock them senseless with a few heavy books She's like, I could drop some shit on your head, y'all. She's like, I have books now. I could use knowledge to scar you. Uh, <laughs> she's like, knowledge is a literal weapon, my dude. Uh, um, most of the talk Selena had over. So, okay, as she's sitting there, right, um, there's a sound that comes up from the garden, and um, three women appear from around a nearby hedge, clustered in conversation. Um, I call them the Mean Girls because they're like Regina George. Yes, yes. <laughs> Regina George and her posse a little bit. At least that's what exactly. Kinda, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what it kind of wants to call to mind. Now we have a Mean Girls reference. <laughs> we do. Um, we're doing good tonight. We really are. We're, we're on point. Um, high literary talk is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we only reference the classics. Um, most of the talk Selena had overheard yesterday was immensely dull, and she didn't expect much as the women cheered. 
God's name. Uh, they wore fine dresses, though the one in the middle, the raven-haired one, were the finest. The red skirts were the size of a tent, and her bodice was so tightly bound that Selena wondered if her waist were any more than 16 inches. The other women were, were blondes, dressed in pale blue, their matching gowns suggesting their ranks as ladies-in-waiting. Selena backed away from the ledge as they stopped at the nearby fountain. Um, so she does. <laughs> she, she eavesdrops. Does, she eavesdrops. Uh, and what they're talking about is, um, she's like, I should have worn a white dress, the the middle girl, um, because Dorian likes white. Um, but she also says that she's wagering that everybody is wearing white, and the other two girls are like, Oh, should we like change? Should we do this? And she's like, No, this dress is fine, old and shabby as it is. Um, and then another blonde is like. I don't know. They're just like talking about appeasing to Dorian, right? Because they mm-hmm. uh, who who, do, who doesn't basically want to eventually they want be queen. The yeah, I was gonna say they want status. They want the prince. Yeah, I will say it may not appear so now, but potentially one or more of these characters will end up being pretty important. Yes, in one way, shape, or form. Okay. So the middle girl, she's like, she's like basically guaranteeing. She's like, I'm I'm gonna get a private audience with Dorian. I'm gonna sweep him off his feet. Off his feet. Apparently, Duke Parrington is also courting her though, and he's like the one that had sponsored her coming to Rifthold. Um, right. Which is kind of interesting. Know, don't love that. Um, it's interesting, yeah. Um, but then they started they start talking about Selena as like this mystery woman that Dorian had brought to the capital. Mm, they don't know what she's there for yet. Yeah, they don't know what, what he's Everyone there for still yet. thinks that she's just a conquest. Yeah. And uh the middle girl, she's like, I don't need to worry. The prince's harlot uh won't be well received. His what? <laughs> Selena thinks to herself. She's like, Did this bitch just call me a whore? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh the ladies in waiting stopped beneath a balcony, batting their eyelashes at the guards. I need my pipe, the woman murmured, rubbing her temples. I feel a headache coming on. Selena's brows rose. Regardless, <laughs> I feel like Selena honestly didn't have the upcoming thought until after that girl said that. Yeah, I feel like I have a headache. If, she, if she hadn't have said anything, she would have been fine. Yeah, she would have Selena would have just been like listening, but then she's like, I have an idea. Regardless, the woman continued, striding away. I shall have to watch my back. I might even have to crash. The woman screamed, the guards whirled with their crossbows pointed, and Selena looked skyward as she retreated from the rail and into the shadows of the balcony doorway the flower pot had missed this time. And she's like, mm, she called me a whore. I'm a merc this bitch. <laughs> she's like, death sentence? She's like, I can't murder anybody outright right now, but I can't let them know that I could. Mm. <laughs> like, oopsie daisies um so yeah they run away um they hurry off and um it says the woman hurried off as the princess harlot strode into her chambers and called for her servants to dress her in the finest gown they could find (laughs) (laughs) i love that she refers to herself as the princess harlot afterwards yeah that's great it's fantastic she's like (laughs) all right so pleased with herself she is too all right you want to let's let's um buzz through nine here it's not very long are you okay with that yeah i'm good okay let's go so she becomes very very pretty she does get put into the very nicest dress and philippa um teases her a whole bunch um which is nice (laughs) it is Um, it's cute it is so cute um 
and dorian is again apparently a ladies man we get more talking of that between her and philippa um and i love that philippa says it's such a pity you are who you are (laughs) because Uh, she's like she's like she looks like a lady but she's not (laughs) yeah but she's not she's like i bet you could like marry a lord or something like that um and then she does like like, you have so much potential as a damsel yeah yeah um and you know selena does kind of mention that she'd prefer not to be seen as like dorian's plaything or or anything like that right um and philippa's like better than an assassin i'd wager um she looked at (laughs) philippa and then left (laughs) not having it she says your face is much more pretty when you smile girlish even far better than that frown you always have and Selena's like yeah probably (laughs) anyway you're not wrong not gonna change anything (laughs) kale shows up immediately and is like come on we gotta go you're late and she's like huh um he has like zero words when he first sees her and uh she's like um and where are we going and he says oh don't simper at me kale what (laughs) and even philippa like like chastises him she's like captain westwall she's gonna trip like make sure she can like carry her dress and like doesn't mess up my my hard work (laughs) were you gonna say something sorry no i'm just gonna say that i think it's funny that he like the stick removes for a solid two seconds when he's like oh damn she's hot and then he's like (laughs) psych (laughs) must reinsert doesn't like it he doesn't like to not have it (laughs) (laughs) and he's like hurry we can't be late and she's like um if you'd given me like more of a warning then i probably could have gotten you know ready and he says that his mind was elsewhere you were fortunate to be dressed though i wish you'd worn something less frilly to see the king and then she starts to panic a little bit because she's like the king we're gonna go see the king like right now um and he says, yep, yeah, the prince told you the competition was to start today. This meeting will mark the official beginning. The real, like, work itself begins tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're basically going to have, like, a ceremony type type thing going on here where they're Just, like, an introduced. opening ceremony. Yep. Um, and she's getting hauled through. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that part of the reason that Kale kind of, like, waited was because he wanted to, like, literally be able to drag her into the glass portion of the castle without her putting up a fight yeah because now they're in the glass edition and she does not want to be there it says they were in the glass edition she didn't want to be there she couldn't be in the glass castle i think that's very interesting choice of words that's just yeah it's just interesting um so basically he'll gives her like the quick rundown he's like when you get in here you do exactly what i do right you you stop where i stop you bow you you stay low you Call him your majesty. Majesty. Essentially saying, be on. Your, he's shoving that stick real far and saying, be on your best behavior. And he's offering her a stick too. He says, you should also have this stick. He's here. Insert stick. Close mouth. <laughs> exactly. Um, unfortunately, she's having PTSD here too because what? When was her last interaction with the king? Her last interaction with the king was when she got sentenced to her time in beer yep um yeah she had a terrible headache around her left temple everything was sickly and frail they were up so high so dangerously high kills like you're pale um she had difficulty focusing on his face as she breathed in and out 
in and out. She hated corsets. She hated the king. She hated glass castles. She's having a panic attack. She's having a panic attack. Our Selena, that's, this isn't like our Selena, but she's not the same Selena that went that we into Indovier. Yes. She's a different Selena coming out, which is to be expected. It's just Which I think it's funny that she is so afraid and she hates this glass castle because it's so open. Mm-hmm. But she spent all this time underground yeah. in caves. You would think that she would like the openness of it and not the closed-inness of the yeah. castle. One would think, but I guess you could compare it to like that first night where she was um, supposed to lay on that, like, that really comfort- comfortable mattress. Mm, and and then she woke up on the floor. Yeah. I, I guess it could be kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but also... Yeah, there's some. I want to say something spoilery, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, keep that inside. That's an inside thought. Inside thought. We'll keep it inside. Um, and she goes over some of the you know things around her her capture. Um, the dark wood of the walls, the smoothness of the chair beneath her when she was being taken into into court, the way her injuries still ached from her capture, and the terrible silence that had overtaken her body and soul. She had glanced at the king only once. It was enough to make her reckless. To wish for any punishment that would take her far, far from him, even a quick death. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think in like Assassin's Blade too, when we kind of finished that out with her interaction with the king, that was he was just there's something dark and um she's there's something off, like dark and off putting about the king. Yeah, yeah, in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're starting to go in. She's like, huh. Um, and then kale does something interesting he says selena he stopped a few feet from the guards his eyes were rich molten brown yes her heartbeat steadied you look rather pretty today was all he said before the doors opened and they walked forward selena raised her chin as they entered the crowded room Mm. and i said distractions what's he up to what's he about i think i think this guy can despite his stick be noticing um panic attacks when he sees one and he's trying to throw her a bone here yeah he's like hey you know like you can do this you look kind of pretty <laughs> yeah so and then they enter the third room and that's where we're going to leave it for today for today yeah things are going pretty good we still can't get through much of like three or four chapters but i mean for time but i also feel like i don't really want to go much faster than that because i want to be able to hit on stuff you know yeah there's a lot of finer details that should be like they deserve the shout out yeah they deserve it also i love the banter i just love reading the banter (laughs) i do too honestly it's like the best part of this these books all of her books is the banter yeah but any any final thoughts before we close off our episode for today? Before we no, go back to reading Christmas uh, City 3. No, this <laughs> episode brought to you by Stick Removal. <laughs> stick Removal Services. Please get one. <laughs> we should do it. For only like, one penny a day, you can help remove you, the stick. From you too. Can, for one penny a day. Your money will help go to removing a splinter out of Kale's ass. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by um, Bath Bombs. <laughs> so Lana's are not the exclusive Bath Bombs beauty. <laughs> uh, mm. Also brought to you by Shrek 2. 
Downton Abbey, uh, Mean Girls, Gossip Girl, and Gossip Girl. Oh, classic literature that you can find in your local library that hopefully you have a library card for made out of noble blood. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have one, just take a noble and steal some. Write a sassy letter. It works every time. Yeah. Brought to you by sassy letters that allow you to borrow from private libraries and uh, for all of the lovely people out there who are like, you can borrow my book. Actually, you have to borrow this book specifically so we can talk about it, which is highly relatable. Me. Me. Me too. <laughs> uh, yes, right. you can borrow my books, but only this book if you read it first. Exactly. That's exactly how I am too. <laughs> Dorian is relatable. And Dorian is relatable. He's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, until next time. Stay, stay reading. reading.